reignite your passion for God and for His work. Listen to Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo, the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International Adenta Branch, as he comes your way on this podcast with the creative force of God's Word. Bishop Ogo also pastors the Flaming Fire Service, a vibrant youth service filled with energetic young people who are ablaze for the Lord. He is also the evangelist of the Greater Love Roadshow, a unique outreach program that ministers the soul-saving love of Jesus Christ to a hurting world through music, dance, and the life-giving word of God. Now listen to Bishop Edwin Ogo. Ramadele, Balabado, Riba, Rampada, Namadeno, Mamanda, Asi, Rebe, Adorobo, Pele, 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 Pele,
something some breaking news that is very interesting very powerful and um, in verse 16 um, one of the disciples called Simon spoke said you are the Christ you are the Christ the son of the living God then Jesus's response he said blessed are thou Simon Barjona for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. Then, verse 18, I will build my church. But note it. For flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee. Say, revelation. Revelation. Then, Verse 19, he said, I'll give you the keys of the kingdom. Verse 20. Then charged he his disciples. That is, he charged his disciples that they should tell no man that he was Jesus the Christ. Don't tell anybody. You know, it's amazing how a revelation of who Jesus Christ is leads to the building of the church. I'll say it again. A revelation of who Jesus is leads to the building of the church. I'll take it again. A revelation of who Jesus is leads to the building of the church. So, when you meet someone who is not directly involved in the building of the church, you have met a person who doesn't know Jesus Christ. Attending church on Sunday doesn't mean you know Jesus Christ. Even lifting up your hands to pray a prayer of salvation does not mean you know Jesus Christ. There is a revelation of Jesus Christ. When you have it, you can sit down. You can sit down. You can't just sit down. You can't be there on consent. No. You will get up and get involved. When you, when you know Jesus Christ properly, when you meet Jesus Christ, you cannot sit down. You cannot sit down. 
I remember I was in America and there was a miracle service and uh, I was not anybody, just a member of the church. I was just sitting there. I was a pastor. Sitting there. But the main people who were helping Bishop with the miracle service were organizing, you know, even the testimony time, I was not involved. I was just sitting there. And some pastors, doctors were involved. You know, presenting miracles and all that. I was there, just there. But, but, I, 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 I had a revelation of what I was into. I had the revelation of how important the service was. So, one, there was one miracle. Somebody had been healed. And Bishop asked the doctor what the condition was. And he was fumbling. So, I got up. Nobody called me. I just got up from where I was sitting, rushed forward, seized the microphone from his hand, from the doctor's hand, and began to rattle about seven possibilities. The whole place lit up. I can't sit down. I can't sit down because I love my pastor. He's doing something. And I can contribute to what is happening. I can't sit there to watch another doctor destroy the atmosphere of the service. I cannot. You see, it's all a matter of how deeply involved you are with Jesus. If you are very deeply in, in love with Jesus, you will not, nobody will beg you to come to church. Neither will you sit there unconcerned and watch things like, some of you here can sing better than the next singer going to sing. But you won't get anybody called. You don't know Jesus. So, so, the next major place will be singing maybe in a nightclub or in a drinking bar or some funeral or something. But you will never deploy. You see, you see, because of this revelation, I'm going to now build a church. So when you find people in the church who are not involved, who just dress and come to church on Sunday, they don't know Jesus. I'm telling you. Most people sitting here don't know Jesus Christ. Church is like a social gathering Where you dress, you wear your glasses Which matches your skirt And you just come to church Most people, some of you in here don't know Jesus Christ You will never be involved And because of that The gates of hell will prevail Demons will have mastery over you Demons will take you out of the church Bind you and destroy you so Jesus told the disciples, don't bother to tell anybody who I am. Leave them to find out for themselves who I am. Wow. Yeah. Don't bother to tell them that. That is Jesus Christ. No, leave them. The, the same way you found out who I am, you leave them. They will also find out. Wow. He told them. It's here, 1620. They shouldn't tell any man. I mean, I thought we are supposed to go and do evangelism and tell people about Christ. Yeah. But there's a difference between witnessing and letting somebody know who Jesus is. And the blessing that comes to you when you serve him. It's not the same thing. Wow. So we are going to pray for that revelation. Oh, Jesus. Thank you. Not just for you, but for the church. We are praying for the church now. That Father... Let the revelation of you 
you see, they were chatting, all. they were having a conversation, they talked back and forth. But as soon as Peter mentioned, who Jesus, you are the Christ, the Son of the Living God, the whole discussion changed into the build. Said, Now I found somebody who can be used to build the church. Stand to your feet. Revelation. Revelation. Begin to pray in the spirit. Begin to pray in the spirit. Revelation. Liva Baruku, Dimiri Ramini Moko Preda, Yazuma Alale Kradi Indeke, Ramanento. Revelation. Batu Pelegede, Praga da Palaba, Aladabali Minimande, Kolokotoro, Bedede. Let it rain upon the edge. Upon the edge. Rokotobo, Ramamama. Let that revelation flood this church. Who is Jesus? Who is Jesus? Show me well. The more revelation, the more you do for the Lord. I tell you. The more you don't know, the more you don't get involved. The more you lack a revelation, the less you do. Lift your hands and pray. Malabosa. Revelation. Revelation. Give me a revelation. Me a revelation. Ramalebosa. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Let me tell you something. When I mentioned revelation, I, I understood something I learned when I was going to school. That every subject algebra what if it's physics um, maybe light sound electricity physics if it is history what 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 are the topics in history Mansa Musa what the rise and fall of the Songa Empire if it's geography what is it other topics in geography. Topography. Geography. Yeah, what else in geography? Migration. In geography. Wow. I didn't know that. Alright. What else? Climatology. Yes. What? Rice farming in China. It's in geography. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, those of you who have been to school a little will know that for every topic I, I did science so let me use my science like electricity or sound or light 
there are levels of knowledge of the same topic. So you realize that I did O-level physics, sound, light, electricity, electronics, uh, waves, all those things. Then when I went to sixth form, advanced level, the same topics. The same topics. I did light, I did sound, I did electricity, same. But at a deeper level. So every subject is in levels. You can know something, but it is at a low level. Yes. You can learn Mansa Musa at what was the history thing you mentioned? Rise and fall of the Songhai Empire in form three and in form four. But the people in lower sex or even the university will not just study the rise and fall of the Songhai Empire, but they will they will they will study the paleontology of the Songhai Empire. Paleontology. It's the same Songhai Empire. But you are learning the rise and fall in form three. But somebody is learning about deeper things about the Songhai Empire. Commerce. The Songhai Empire. The king, the ancestry of the kings of the Songhai Empire. And different things. Archaeology of the Songhai Empire. Meanwhile, you are doing rise and fall. 1642, it fell, and 1418, it rose. And then uh, Mansa Musa went to Songa Empire and moved to Mali and came to live in Ghana, and it was called Mansa. What was that? What's that nonsense? What is that? I'm saying that Jesus, when it comes to Jesus, there's a class one knowledge of Jesus. There's a class four knowledge of Jesus. There is a lower sex knowledge of Jesus. There is a university revelation of Jesus. It's the same Jesus. When Peter and Co were talking, they knew Jesus. But God had not taken them to a higher level of the same subject of Jesus. And I'm saying that the more you know about Jesus, the more you will be involved in the building of his house. Maybe you yourself should use this to check whether you know Jesus. Are you involved in the building of the church? Are you involved? You can use your, and if you are involved, your level, the level at which you are involved in the building of the church will reveal the level of your revelation. Yes, because he is the church. This is house. You cannot love somebody and not be interested in the person's house. So we are going to pray and say, Lord, take me deeper. I want to assume, I mean, for you to be here, it means you woke up early. You must know something about Jesus to be here. Even if you are a devil, even if you are a devil, you know something about Jesus to be here. You can't just get up and come here. Especially a church in the forest. But we are praying that, Lord, take me deeper. Look, look, look. If you it is in your own interest to know Jesus at a deeper level. One of the signs is that you will get involved in the building of the church. But I'm just showing you that when you know Jesus, you gain mastery over the gates of hell. Yeah. That's why when Jesus Christ says we should do something, 
better obey. Because your deliverance is in it. You see, we human beings, we have arranged for ourselves what brings the power of God. <laughs> you know, like right now, if I come and I say, uh, uh, Jerry, bring me four boxes of anointing oil and give me three candles and then bring me one white calico and then move the pulpit to the left and put three smaller pulpits here and I'll tell those of you here come and climb the stage climb one, two, three and come down one, two and then climb up one, two, three, four and when you get up jump twice and touch the pulpit wow power is being released and so as you are coming down pick a bottle of oil open the bottle and, 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 and just use your right forefinger to touch the oil and put one drop on your, on your, on your forehead and say Shabaya. Most of you standing here looking bored will come alive right now. Because you have your own idea. You have your own method of what will deliver you from demons. But your idea is not God's idea. Did you, did you, did you, did you, did you oh, oh yeah, you, you can clap your hands. Oh, it's up to you. Look, I went to a church in Accra. I cannot mention the name. I went there myself. Sunday afternoon, I, I can't remember what I was doing there. I don't even know what will take me there. Was it a Sunday afternoon or one afternoon? For what? Maybe not a Sunday. The pastor of the church took me to the basement. We entered a big hall. And the room, the hall, the walls were padded with cushion, foam. So I asked him, what is, is this your sound studio? Is this where you do your recordings? He said, no. This is our deliverance room. This is where we pray. We do deliverance. And as we are delivering people, some will, you know, scream, move about, and get frenzied. So if they hit the wall, they can be injured. So we, are, we have protected the walls against injuries. He told me himself. I haven't... I don't have a padded room. It's it's a revelation they have. But I know that my master Jesus, when he arrived, he said, the spirit of the Lord, look for, is upon me. For he has anointed me to preach the gospel. He has anointed me to to preach deliverance. Deliverance, to be delivered from demons, is from preaching. When you preach, when you sit under preaching, you are being delivered. I have never laid my hands on someone and said, be delivered. I pray for people. I'm sure some of them are delivered. But the main deliverance that comes to a believer is the preaching. Remember, Michael, were you not a drunkard? Did I lay my hands on you? Is the, ch- the preaching, Sunday morning, Tuesday, quiet time, the word of God. He has sent me to preach deliverance. Is that? He has sent me to preach the gospel. Look at it. This is Jesus. 
to heal the brokenhearted and to preach deliverance. While you are looking for oil, you are looking for candles, you are looking for calico, somebody is looking for a message to listen to. That word of God is the deliverance that comes. And I'm saying that we must be very careful what we think we, we must do to overcome demons. Jesus' prescription is build the church. Build the church. And we are going to pray and say, Lord, take me deeper in my knowledge of you. I know you, but this is class one. I know you, but this is O level. Take me deeper because the deeper I know you, the more involved I am in the building of the church. Begin to lift up your two hands right now and pray and ask the Lord for that revelation deeper, deeper, deeper. So that I can be a builder of your house And as I am building He said the gates of hell The gates of hell Demons cannot prevail Not just by being in the church But by building I will build my church And the gates of hell Cannot prevail Lift your hands and pray Samanama, Samanama, Ramanderebe, Mayanderebe, Ramonda, Ramonda, Manderebe, Ramerebe, Mayanderebe, Lamama, Yamama, Yamalaba, Yamalaba, Ramama, Samanderebe, Lama, Mama, Ramama, Yamama, Yamalaba, Ramayandalaba, Ramama, Yamalaba, Lift your hands. Lift your hands and pray. Give me a revelation, Lord. I need a revelation, Lord. I need a revelation, Lord. I need a revelation, Lord. Take me higher. Take me deeper. How I know you. I want to go higher. Higher Lord. Higher Lord. Higher Lord. Higher Lord. Higher Lord. Father, we thank you. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Reveal to me. Show me Jesus. Father, show me Jesus. Reveal Jesus to me in a deeper way. I know him. I know Jesus. But reveal him to me in a deeper way. I know Jesus. But reveal him to me. 
in a deeper way. Oh Jesus, Mala Mama, Ramala Bosa, Inderi Mama, Inale Bosa, La Papayande, La Mayanda, Ramamaya, Ramamaya, La Mama. I want to know Jesus. 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 Oh Lord, I need Rimandolo bosa. Ramamaya ndebe. Ramamaya. 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 I want to know Jesus. 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 I want to know him more. Revelation. 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 Ramamayanda. Thank you, Jesus. Lift up your two hands and begin to thank the Lord. Thank him for putting you in church. Thank him for the prayers we have prayed. For the revelation that will come upon us. Yes. Ramamayande Shakabola Lamakemo Lemayandala Bababa Kamayandala Baba Ramamayanda Sanamayande Thank you Lord Father we bless you Father we thank you Thank you for the great revelation Of your power of your grace and of your wisdom in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Please be seated. Let's welcome Sister Mary to bring us, to give us a song. Please. 
Oh, you be church. Are you excited? Are you excited? Thank you, the Lord of show. It's testimony time. I said it's testimony time. And I'm excited. Kindly, let's open our Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse number 12. Amen. Truly, the signs of an apostle were wrought among you in all patience, in signs, and wonders, and mighty deeds. There's an anointing in this house. There's an anointing in this church that is responsible for the many signs, the many things that the Lord is doing in this house. Today, you are connecting yourself to that anointing, and the Lord is going to do something wonderful in your life. If you believe it, say, I believe it. Hallelujah. So I'm going to read to us our first testimony. Amen. Are you excited? All right. This testimony is coming from a dancing star. Now, before I read it, I just want to say, don't, don't despise the testimony. It's a powerful testimony. Hallelujah. So, it says, good morning. Please, my name is Bright Ankuma. I want to testify about how dancing in the house of God got me to become a strong and a permanent member of this church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It says, it all started one day. I just felt like going to church. So I came to the mega church at Denta one night to a chapel service, a car service. After the call was made for dancers, I went forward. Every day, I kept going for rehearsals. My leader kept encouraging me to have my quiet time, to pray every day, because we are Christians first before we are dancers. Hallelujah. May you have such a pastor. May you have such a shepherd who will remind you that you are first a Christian before you do anything else. Hallelujah. So to the glory of God, today I am able to get up early and to have my quiet time. I remember the days I used to club, spent a lot of time at Bond Square, dancing the night away. But by the grace of God, my life has turned around. I am not only in church, I am not only in church, but I am a part of a group in the church. And it is being part of this group that has ministered my blessing and my deliverance to me. I like the way you are clapping. I like the way you are excited. So to the glory of God, I now dance in church. And I don't dance in the nightclubs. My shepherd, my shepherd, my basanta leader, actually took the time with me to go through my phone, to go through my messages, anything that was not godly, she deleted away. May the Lord delete things in your life that are not of God. I said, may the Lord remove the things that are not of God from your life. Receive that blessing now. I said, receive that blessing now. I want to thank God for the life of Bishop and for the pastors in the church for instituting something like dancing stars. Ask your neighbor, are you part of a group in the church? I said, ask your neighbor, are you part of a group in the church? 
there's a blessing awaiting you. Said, so I thank Bishop and I encourage everyone here to join a basanta because you don't know where your salvation will come from. I said, you don't know where your salvation will come from. But as you connect to the church, as you connect to the work, as you connect yourself to the group, I see the Lord bringing you your salvation. I see the Lord ministering your healing to you. I see the Lord ministering your breakthrough to you. Receive it now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for the Lord. As we welcome for to bring us our second testimony our brother joseph to bring us a very powerful testimony you don't look excited at all i said you don't look excited at all keep clapping keep clapping hi joseph yeah how are you doing i'm okay beautiful can you tell us what testimony you have for us this morning okay my testimony is about how god opened financial doors for me just wait did did you hear that please they can't hear you put the microphone here my testimony is about how god opened financial doors for me like doors that were closed years ago wow it it was opened just me supporting my uh, my shepherd in basin basin people to church put your hands together for the lord tell us how it happened okay it's it's happened this way I have two aunties who are one in UK and one in Ukraine and they promised me some money years ago and all of a sudden they stopped responding to my messages. How long ago? Uh, a year ago. A year ago. So I kept praying but I didn't know the reason why. So I am someone that to use my money in like church service I don't do it. You don't I, I, I don't do it. <laughs> how, how many of you are like this? How many of you are like this? You, you can you agree with the way it is. I see the Lord changing your story. I see the Lord changing your heart. You will do something that you never expected to do, and through that doing, the Lord is going to bless you. Receive that blessing. So tell us what Sometimes happened again. I'll have the money all right, but I'll I'll never bring it out. So you have the money? Yes, I'll have the money, but I'll never bring it out. To support hey. church work, I'll not do it. Wow. But I do come to church and I hear testimonies of people being blessed just for them giving money to support the work of God. So I was like, ah, if people are being blessed in supporting God's work, why am I not being blessed? So I realized that I was not doing something. Wait, wait. Does that mean that you began to believe? Yes, I began to believe that when I support the work of God, I'll be blessed. You see, some of you are seated here. When we are sharing the testimonies, when we are having a powerful time like this, you don't believe that God can minister the same to you. You don't believe that God can change your story. You don't believe that the blessing is for you. But if you can believe like he did, you are going to receive your blessing today. I said for sure, you are going to leave here with a blessing. Receive that blessing now. Okay, now, what actually pushed me to do this is that one day my shepherd told me that God will not see someone suffer if the person is taking care of God, his children. Your shepherd told you? Yes. He said, God will not see someone suffer. Like, God will not see me suffer when I'm supporting and busing his people to church. So I started giving him money every Saturdays for busing people to church. So about a month now, my, when I started giving money, the following week, and I received a message from one of them, a message <laughs> from them, so I was like, I stopped messaging them. But all of a sudden, I received a message from her. Now, they yes. are now messaging you. Yes, and she said she would send me money. So hey. I was kind of surprised. So two days after, the second one also sent me a message again. 
you are receiving a double blessing i said you are receiving a double blessing to the left receive it now to my right receive it now the lord is doing something in your life receive the blessing of the lord wow and since that day they have been blessing me financially and just yesterday uh, one of them called me that uh, one of her friends will be coming to ghana next week so she will give her some money to come in you see you didn't hear he said for a month now they are they keep sending him money for one month from ukraine and from the uk he's just receiving money he's just receiving money he's just receiving money he's just receiving money i see the lord adding to you i said i see the lord adding to you i said i see the lord adding to you it is a constant blessing receive it now pounds euros these are heavy currencies stop dealing with nairas receive some dollars receive some pounds receive some euros may the lord make your pocket international may the lord make your finances international your bank account is changing receive the blessing of the lord wow so I, I came to realize that I was actually lacking something in the house of God. Wow. So I realized that if I had been given earlier, like the blessing would have been more, more than this one. Is your mind changing? I said, is your mind changing? Are you also becoming a believer? Then the Lord is doing something special. Receive that special thing. So I want to encourage each and every one of us here that no matter how little the money is, no matter how little it is, just support the work of God and God will bless you. And I want to thank Bishop and the pastors for giving me the opportunity to do something in the house of God. And it has been a blessing upon my life. Amen. Wow. Put your hands together for the Lord for powerful testimonies. Put your hands together for the Lord for powerful testimonies. The Lord is reigning on your life. I said the Lord is reigning on your life. Expect something new. Expect something good. And the Lord is going to deliver according to his word. Hallelujah. Thank the Lord for a powerful testimony. Keep clapping your hands. Keep putting your hands together for the Lord. Wow. I don't want to waste your time. Because I'm itching myself for what is yet to come. Hallelujah. So let's, let's just go to 2 Corinthians 12 verse 18. Quickly please. 2 Corinthians 12 verse 18. The Bible says, I desire Titus. And with him... I sent a brother. The Titus make a gain of you. Walk we not in the same spirit. Walk we not in the same steps. O ye be church. O ye be church. We need no other argument. We have in our midst a true son of our prophet Bishop Dagoel Mills. Now, Paul said he desired Titus. Our prophet has desired our bishop to be with us. Just as Paul spoke boldly of Titus, in the same spirit, our prophet speaks of our father. So, in the same, with the expectation of the same teaching anointing, the same healing anointing, the same miracle anointing, the very same gifts that flow through the life of our prophet, the very same anointing, I want you to, with a, with a shout of praise, and with a cloud clap, I want you to start jumping, to start screaming, as we welcome our father, Bishop Edward Morgan Ogon. 
you excited to be in church this morning? Do you believe God has something in store for your life this morning? I was told that seven people have an expectation this morning. Where are the seven people? Who is that among the seven? Who is that one? Receive a hundredfold expectation. Whatever you are believing God for will come to you. Receive your blessing. God will touch you this morning and you will never be the same after this service. Clap your hands for Jesus. I welcome you to an encounter with the presence of God and with the power of God. You cannot be in church and return the same way you came in. You are living blessed. You are living here touched. You are living here elevated. Somebody is receiving an upgrade in your life. Receive that blessing in the name of Jesus. Clap your hands for Jesus. And you may be seated. What a blessing. What an honor. What a great privilege. I know that God has gathered us here to change our lives and to bless our lives mightily. This morning, I am already excited that I'm preaching a powerful message from this book, How You Can Preach Salvation. God is making you into an evangelist. And that is where your blessing is going to come from. Today, I'm preaching from salvation message number 40 yes salvation message number 40 salvation message number 40 is the message i'm sharing today as we prepare ourselves for our salvation rally which is when 20 Seventh of this month, that is next two weeks, Friday, not this Friday, but the next Friday, 27th. And then the Sunday after is our swollen Sunday. And the whole city, and the next day, the day after the Sabbath, almost the whole city came to the synagogue to hear Paul. So, 29th is our swollen Sunday. The church will swell like a boil. But 27th of this month is our maiden salvation rally. Hallelujah. And I believe that as you get involved, God will open a door at the level of salvation 
and take you to your next level. Hallelujah. Now, the title of the message we have is what? You know it already. What's the title? Come. Tell your neighbor, come. Yes. Come. A believer, let's pray. Father, it's our desire to be like Jesus. It's our desire to be like you. Grant us the spirit of Jesus and help us to be like him continually in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, I said amen. Revelation 22 verse 17 And the spirit and the bride say, Come! And let him that heareth say, Come! Ah, okay, let's all read together. One, go. Revelations 22, 17. Let's all read together from our books. One, go. And the spirit... Oh, I can't hear you. One, go. And the spirit and the bride say, Come! And let him that heareth say, Come! And let him that is attest come. And whomsoever will, let him take the water of life freely. You've done well. Clap your hands for yourselves. Beautiful. Ladies and gentlemen, we who are believers and have got the spirit of God in us, must believe God to let the word come come out of our mouths. You see, he said, if you read, he said, and let him that heareth say come. So it is not only the spirit and the bride saying come, but the one who also hears the word come must also say come. So when the spirit of God says come and you hear that voice or that word come, you are also supposed to say come. Ask your neighbor, when was the last time you said come to someone? Ask your neighbor, ask. I'm preaching with you today. Today is interactive. Oh, ask your neighbor, when was the last time? Was it last year? Was it yesterday? Maybe you've never said it. That's not a problem. I just want to know, when was the last time you told someone, come? Just ask. Ask your neighbor. Ask. Yes, ask. Yes. <laughs> All through the Bible, God invites people to come to him. All through the Bible, God invites people to come to him. This is the season of God's kindness and love towards mankind. We are enjoying the season of God's kindness and God's love to mankind. Are you reading with me? It is the season when he is inviting. Oh, I love this message. This is the time when God is inviting He invited me to church this morning. Yes. 
Nobody can come to God except the Father draws him. God is always inviting. If you are here today, it means you were invited by the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. This is the season when God is inviting. It is the season when he is saying, Come! Anyone who does not heed this invitation will pay dearly for refusing this great invitation. Anyone who does not heed this invitation, God always invites us. Remember the story of the man who threw a dinner? He sent his servants to invite people. God is always inviting people. The spirit and the bride, they say, come. So everyone listening to me today, today is a short message. If you are here listening to me, you must believe God that out of your mouth will come the word, come. You cannot be a Christian and this word doesn't come. John 1, 43. John 1. The day following, Jesus would go forth into Galilee. Can you see? And what did, who did Jesus find? He find that Philip and said unto him, follow me. Or what? Come. So when Jesus finds people, he tells them, come and follow me. 44. Now, Philip was also of Oyibi, the city of Namoko and Namele. <laughs> when Jesus calls you, it means that you also, you are, see, Philip was of Bethsaida. Yes. You are of where? What's your name? Regina from where? Oyarefa. So now, Regina was of Oyarefa, the city of Parkwesi and Mr. Agbemavaza. Ask your neighbor, which city are you coming from? Or which town? Please ask the person. And ask the person, do you know anyone who lives there? I can't hear you. Please ask, ask you, ask her. Which city are you from? Which city are you from? Hello? Oyibi. Oyibi. Do you know anybody who lives in Oyibi? Of course, yeah. Who are they? They are here. They are in the church. (laughs) Philip, please go to verse 43. Jesus saw Philip and said, Come and follow me. Follow me. Then, instantly, you see, Philip, there is no trivial information in the Bible. There's no useless information. So, immediately, the person Jesus told to follow him, the Bible says that, verse 44, 
suddenly where he came from is mentioned Beth Sida. The city of Andrew of Pete and Peter. It means that you also must identify the city you came from. And I'm preaching. And you must ask yourself, who lives in that city? When Jesus calls you, he wants to use you to also call someone. Verse 45. Philip, find that Nathaniel and said unto him, we have found him of whom Moses in the law and the prophets did write. Jesus of Nazareth. We found him. We found him. The son of Joseph. We have found Jesus. This one, I want to ask you, have you found Jesus? Verse 46. And Nathanael said to him, that is the true unbeliever, can there any good thing come out of Nazareth? Can anything come out of Oyarefa? Can anything good come out of the place where Jesus is? And Philip said to him, Come. Do you remember Philip was the one Jesus asked to come? To follow him? Yes. So he also, the same words that he heard, he repeated it. Go back, go, go back to Revelations chapter 22 verse 17. The spirit says come and look at it, look at it. And let him that hear it say come. So when you hear a call, it means you must also say to someone, come. Whatever you hear, you must also say it. So if you are sitting here and you have never said to someone, come, it means your Christian life is lacking a major ingredient. If somebody has put the book on his head. He said, Lord, have mercy on me. Some of you should put your feet and your hand on your head. But if you are wearing skirt, don't put your feet on your head. Only those wearing trousers. Let him that hears say, come. My dear friend, this is not... Look, you see, be very careful not to disobey Jesus. You, you will disobey him to your destruction. It's the one. How many of you here heard someone invite you to church? Can I see your hand? How many of you were invited to church? To, to Christ or to, to, to the Lord? Let me see your hand well. I'm speaking English. Somebody invited you to church or to a meeting, to a crusade, to Christ. To, let me see your hand clearly. Your hand, yes. Now, if somebody invited you, it is your responsibility to repeat what you've heard. 
So the one who had come is supposed to also say come. I am not surprised that Philip who had come also told Nathaniel come. Today's message is placing a responsibility on you. Then it's too late. Once you have heard it, you must say it. (laughs) Tell your neighbor, it's too late. You have heard it already. I wish I could pray for you to reverse. But unfortunately, you have heard it already. Yes. It means your destiny is in the word come. Your blessings are, is, are, are in the word come. Your, your, your future greatness is in the word come. Let him that hear also say come. Ask your neighbor, when are you going to use the word come to call someone? When? As a person, are you involved in the salvation rally? As a person, do you know about 27th? Hmm. Number one. Four things. Number one. Come. God is inviting you to come and enjoy the waters of life freely. There is no charge because all the charges have been paid already by the blood of Jesus. Clap your hands for Jesus. Paid for. Paid for. Paid for. Paid for. It's been paid for. Isaiah 55 and verse 1. Ho! Or is it ho? Ho? Is it ho or ho? 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 Are you sure? Ho or ho? Ho. Okay. Ho! Ho! <laughs> Everyone that tested, come, come ye to the waters. And he that hath no money, hi, yeah, 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 come ye buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without. In Navrongo, we say without money and without price. You know, clap your hands for Jesus. One, one of the most exciting things about God is one of, is this, is that thank God salvation is not for the rich. Can you imagine if we were to pay for our salvation? 
said, can you imagine if you were to pay money to be saved? Many of you will be excluded from this great salvation. Because some of you sitting here, even if I come and I slap you, I cannot get two Ghana from you. Yes. The t-shirt you are wearing, I've been watching you. It's been four weeks now. I know you. it's been four weeks you've been wearing the same t-shirt. But thank God, on the 29th of, of this month, we are going to wear a new t-shirt. Go somewhere, preach somewhere. And I see you having your t-shirt. Clap your hands for Jesus. But thank God, listen, listen. That the most expensive things in life, you don't buy them. Have you not seen that the most expensive things in life are not bought? You don't buy them. Anything you use money to buy is, is not expensive. Whether it's a diamond ring, a gold bar. Who told you gold is the most expensive thing? No. There are people who, who can breathe in the hospital. <laughs> And saliva is coming They have got money It is not everything money can buy Sometimes God comes to you And he offers the most expensive things To you Watch out Watch out When something is being given to you freely don't think because money is not being collected from you, it means it is not important. Don't use money as an index to determine what is important and what is not. Most of the things that are very important are not sold. Like air. One of the most expensive things on earth is the air you breathe. How do I know? Because when you are unable to breathe, you will pay any amount of money. Indeed, people with money are not able to pay for air. And another one is water. Water. Even on earth, there are many countries where water is, I don't know if Ghana is one of them, where bottled water is more expensive than Coca Cola. Yeah. There are some countries like that. Do you know some of the countries? In the UK, for instance. So, Ghana? Really? Sorry. Israel. Water is more expensive than Coke. But in Ghana, how much is a bottle of water? A bottle of water is one city. Some places are one city, 50 pesos for water. And a, and a mineral is one city. Yes. Yeah. Mineral, Pepsi, Coke. You know what is in Coke? Coke has got sugar in it. Has got some ing- I mean, A lot of things are put into Coke. Eventually, it is less expensive than water. That has is, 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 is added nothing. It's a mystery. That should tell you that 
the most important things in life are not very expensive. All it takes is not money. It takes your wisdom. It takes your, your intelligence. It takes your judgment. It doesn't take money. If only you are wise, you will take it. He that hath no money. That's why I say the first thing is that you will enjoy the waters of life freely. What does water do? What does water do? Water refreshes us. It's called the water of life. You see, it's not just, it's not water as in the water in a cup. Can I have water in a bottle or in a cup? The water being discussed here, this water. Yes, open it for me. Yes. This is water. This, this. Voltic water. It's not the water we are talking about here. There is a type of water. You don't put it in a bottle. It's not in a bottle. It's poured directly from heaven into your soul. And when you come, those who respond to the invitation, they get water. You see, when somebody is very thirsty, you can tell from the person's lips. Their lips are dry. When a person is very, very thirsty, you can enter into dehydration. And you can tell your skin your skin in the hospital at the children's block we use there's a test we use to see the degree to which a child lacks water yeah when you see the child you can see this child is dehydrated ladies and gentlemen in life also there is a type of test which is not a test for water, but it is a test for the water of life. Life. Those who don't have that water, you see how desperate they are looking for things to satisfy them. You see them drinking. You see them fornicating. You see them in nightclubs. Thinking that they are enjoying life. But let me tell you something this morning. That when you are thirsty of the water of life, only the water of life can quench your thirst. And that water of life comes only from Jesus Christ. So let him, that is thirsty, come. How do you know? If physically you can tell that somebody is thirsty, by how his lips are dry or how his skin is wrinkled or, and so you can also tell spiritually if somebody is thirsty yeah. you see a girl jumping from man to man you see a boy jumping from girl to girl I, I know I, look 
I know guys who, as I'm speaking, have not been able to marry. But they have proposed to five girls. My, there's a brother, my last count, was it four or five? Yeah. Because when you see a girl who is tall with long legs, you say, ah, oh, this is the one. This is the one. This is the one. That you go and propose. Because he's thirsty for a certain life. That when he proposes and he finishes, then he, he goes to town and he sees another girl who is not tall, but she is round and short and her skin is like marble, marbles. <laughs> Suddenly, he forgets the tall girl and goes to the short, round girl to propose that, in fact, I'm, I'm sorry, you are the one I love. Then he goes to town again and sees another girl with Congolese breasts. Congolese, do you know Congolese breasts? It's not that normal one, though. The Congolese ones are like Anemuna. Do you know Anemuna? <laughs> Suddenly, he has forgotten the, the girl with long legs, has forgotten the girl who is fine, but now has seen Anemuna breast. Anemunaic. Then the next time he goes to town, he sees another woman. Not with Congolese breasts, but with Brazilian hair. Even though he knows that this hair is a cap she wore in the morning. But in the night, it's not like that at home. He still is going to follow. I want this hair. But those who have got Christ... And their thirst is satisfied. When they see you, I must marry. Say, I, I like you, we are friends, I'll marry you. When I see this girl, yes, she's got Congolese breasts, but I'm happy with what I have. I don't need Congolese breasts. I don't need Kenyan buttocks. I don't need South African ties. Do you know South African ties? You don't understand. If you go to South Africa and you see the ties, you may not come back home. I say you may easily not come back. Like you, for instance, you won't come back home. South African ties. See, when you have, when your test is filled with Christ, what you have is enough for you. You don't move about tasting and chasing and going after. Some, some people cannot even sit with one job. Today is in Ekuman. The next day, stand chat. The following week, stand big. The next day, access. The next day, fidelity. The next day, you see, one of the, when, when an animal is thirsty, it can die. Elephants, lions, deer, they've all died in the desert, on the desert, looking for water. Water. Just what? Not Coca-Cola. Have you not seen that? When you are thirsty, you may drink Fanta. But when you finish drinking Fanta, you are still thirsty. Uh-huh. It means the water of life cannot be quenched by Coca-Cola, by a girl, by a car, 
by houses, by money, by businesses. Only the water of life will quench the water of life. Clap your hands for Jesus. Come! Come. Number two. Come. God is inviting you to come to Jesus. Even though you are laden with sin and many other evils. He says most people do not want to associate with people who have problems. Read it. Are you reading it? Most people do not want to associate with people who have problems. They do not want to come around them anymore. But God is not like that. He is calling you to come with your problems. Your problems. Matthew eleven twenty-eight. Come unto me. Let's all read. One go. Come. Oh, I can't hear you. One go. Let's take it again. Yes. And Bishop says that most people do not want to associate with people who have problems. But not Jesus. Have you not seen that only, I mean, rich men have got friends. When you are poor, your friends don't know you. Yeah. Or you don't know about that. Yes. When you are poor, your friends don't know you. Many years ago, if you were a Ghanaian, about 40 years, 35 years, if you were a Ghanaian and you were going to London, all you needed was a passport and your ticket. 6,000 cities, those old cities. That's all. No visa. Because Ghana, there was a time the city was one to one. One city, one pound. There's no, whether you are in Ghana or you are in London, it's the same. So, I mean, if you want to travel to London, maybe you want to go and see, I don't know, maybe some, the, the Queen or Westminster Palace. But as soon as they got to see that we were becoming poorer, one city from one to one, became one to four, one to five, one to ten, one to hundred, one to thousand. It was one to one. Then it came one to one to two thousand, one to six thousand. As soon as they saw that we were becoming poorer and poorer. They said, hey, don't come. Don't come. If you want to come, go to the British High Commission. Fill a form. Tell them how much you earn. Tell them where your brothers are. Add your pay slip. We want to know where you work. And then they will decide if you should come. Why? Because if you are poor, people do not want you. But I know a man 
I said, I know a man. I said, I know a man. The people he invites are those who have got problems. If you are poor, or if you look a certain way, men would not want to associate with you. But not Jesus. I said, not Jesus. I said, not Jesus. I said, not Jesus. As for Jesus, if you are poor, you are the one he wants. You are the one he wants. A guy proposed to a lady. They were about two months or so to marrying, and the girl had an accident. I've forgotten the injury. I've forgotten the injury. Whether it's a facial injury or the leg. That the leg was cut. Some she became deformed. As soon as she became deformed, the boy stopped texting. He stopped calling. Blah, 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 blah. Eventually, he said, um, he's not ready to marry. He has changed his mind and he doesn't want to marry. I don't know if the girl is married today. Yeah. Because every man wants to marry a girl with long legs and who moves like this. No man wants to marry a girl can you imagine your wedding? Wedding, wedding. Then as you are moving, then your wife is also coming. But whether you walk straight or your legs are twisted, Jesus loves you. Whether you are you are blind or you can see, Jesus loves you. That is why he said, Come. I like you. Your boyfriend may not like you. Your pastor may not like you. But come. Today, God is sending you to go and tell the sick, the blind, the poor. When you say they are poor, still tell them they should come. This church is open. It's not a church for rich men. Only. It's not a church for educated people. Only. A pastor. I'm preaching. A pastor is someone who should be able to accommodate anyone. Even, even me in my two-by-four ministry, I've had problems with people around me because of certain individuals I chose to love. Oh, yes. Our pastor at the Foster Home Church, Pastor Ima. That, that's people here. I, I almost removed them. I almost sacked them. Because he's, he's, he's this type of God doesn't understand anything. Doesn't understand. You advise him, you won't take advice. Quarreling. And when he's also walking, he walks like that's like he's coming to fight. Guns are strong. That's why all of our boxers, most of our boxers in Ghana are from Bukum. They'll beat you right now. 
I will, I will, every day they will come. Ima has done this. Pastor Ima has done this. They were expecting that I would throw him away. I said, never. Never. Today. Today. If I begin to tell you how, how he's responsible for what we are enjoying, you won't have any idea. May you also have a heart to bring people you may not like near you. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Don't surround yourself. Don't surround yourself with only angels. They may not even be angels anyway. Jesus told Peter, get thee behind me, devil, Satan. The next meeting, he called Peter, James, and John to the mountain of transfiguration. Yeah. When he told Peter he was a devil or Satan, he could have said, nah, so you are a devil. So Philip, uh, Bartholomew, and Matthew, we should go. But after, t- you read about Six verses down there. When, from there, that was from there he went to the mountain of transfiguration. Only three people he took with him. The Satan, <laughs> the, the John, and the James. Somebody is here. Somebody liked you and doesn't like you anymore. Jesus loves you. I said, Jesus loves you. I'm, I'm speaking to someone here. Because of something you didn't have, you failed. You didn't get something. Something changed in your life. Your friends deserted you. As for Jesus, he's not done with you. As for Jesus, he says to you, I love you. I care about you. That's why he said, when you also go from today, we are preparing for salvation rally. Anybody you meet, if you meet a lawyer, tell him Jesus likes you. If you meet a rich man, Jesus likes you. If you meet a girl who has finished committing four abortions, Jesus likes you. If you meet a guy smoking weed, Jesus likes you. If you meet a drunkard who as you are talking and says, you say what? Jesus, he, what? he likes me. Give me ten Ghana. Jesus likes you. On the swollen Sunday, we are having buses full of not rich men and educated men, but every type of person, the happy, the sad, the poor, the rich, the educated, everyone, come! All ye that labor. Be very careful. This is by the side. I'm not charging for this one. I'm not charging you for this. This is free advice. Be very careful who you throw away from your life. Yeah, be very careful. Because people change. Yeah. I know men who have regretted seeing their former beloved. That somebody married. And later when they saw the girl, if I, the first thing he saw was the leg. When the leg came out of the car like that, said, hey! What type of leg is this? That when the body came out, hey! Matilda! Is this Matilda? It's Matilda! <laughs> it's 
makes me tell that when you didn't want her, her face was full of pimples, one eye was red. Look, today the eye which is red, tomorrow it will be white. All ye that labor, come. That's how some of us found a place in the church. Can you imagine if God was to bring? One day I was I saw my picture. I was wearing a long slip shirt, a striped shirt, and some woolen trousers. And I was standing by a heap of gravels. One foot was on the gravels. And I had done this. When I saw the picture, even right now, I feel like crying. Yeah, as I remember, it's, it's like an Ethiopian who has been starved. And the person, the, 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 the photographer also came close. So my head was big. And my neck was small. I mean, I looked like. <laughs> a Taliban pirate. The first thing that occurred to me was what did my wife see? So 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 when you come to my house, you won't see my wedding pictures. No, 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 no. I don't I don't I, you will hardly see my wedding picture around. It's not a good picture. <laughs> no, because when you see me in my suit, and I don't know, my friend also took me to a barber to cut my head in a certain way. Honestly, honestly, honestly. Uh, please, we must have another wedding. Uh, remind me. Next year, we are having a new wedding. Yes. No, you, you, you hardly see my wedding pictures. Hardly. Yes. Oh, it, it, it will happen. We have a nice wedding. Because I must have pictures. I will say, this is my wedding picture. Yes. Because what I have now is not good. Yeah. I look like a malnourished Ethiopian Somalian with a, a marasmic kwashioko. Yes. But I thank God that there was a girl who said, even though you look like a Somalian pirate, I will still marry you. You see, today I am not looking like that pirate. Recently, I was preaching and I asked a girl, what type of man would you like to marry? She said, a man like you. So as I stand here, there are girls here who are wishing that I would marry them. Omalewa. Omale, Omale. That's why I'm saying that. Be very careful when you are throwing be careful. You can throw rotten food away. You can throw spoiled paper away. You can throw um, brown leaves away. But be very careful when you are throwing a human being away. A human being with life in him. 
in this church, as we bring the poor, as we bring the sick, as we bring the maimed, the power of God will touch them. And when the power of God touches them, they will become a center of attraction. Do you remember the story of a madman of Gadara? Naked, cutting himself with stones. Nobody liked him. So he was living in the forest, in the cemetery. But Jesus liked him. Today, I want to tell someone here who finds himself useless. Give yourself to Christ. When Jesus met him, he cast out the demons from the man. Blah, 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 blah. At the end of the story, the Bible tells us that that boy, that madman, the whole city came to look at him. Sitting down. Wearing clothes. In his right mind. And they wondered, how did this man become healed? And they knew that even though he was full of demons, a touch from Jesus could turn the man's life around. This morning, no matter how useless you feel, that there are ladies here, you are looking at yourself the way a boy has made you feel. But don't let a boy or a man make you feel worthless. No matter how you feel, Come to Jesus with your problems. Ask your neighbor, do you have problems? Do you have problems? Number three, and we are closing now. Come. Look into your book. One go. Come. Jesus, oh, I can't hear you. One go. Come. Jesus is inviting you to come because he wants to heal you. Clap your hands for Jesus. There was a certain blind man in Jericho called Bartimaeus. He was a beggar who sat along a street that was an entry point into the city. One day as he sat there, he heard the sound like the shuffling of many feet. So he asked what was happening. Someone said, someone told him that Jesus was passing by. And when Bartimaeus heard that it was Jesus, he began to shout, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. The disciples told him to be quiet. You see, don't, don't, don't let even a pastor give you a negative feeling about yourself. Yeah. Don't judge God's love for you by how a pastor makes you feel. Believe that he loves you. The disciples told him, shut up. But he was still talking. Have mercy on me. And the Bible says that the the, the account is there. In Mark 10 verse 50 49 Mark 10 49 Jesus stood still. Everybody say Jesus will stand still. Jesus will stand still. Jesus stood still. And commanded him to be called. Who was the one they called? The blind man. 
if you are here and you know a blind man, you know a guy on drugs, you know a drunkard, from this service, go and tell the person that Jesus is calling you. So they called the blind man and said to him, be of good comfort. Rise, he calleth thee. The same people who told the man to shut up were now coming to tell him that Jesus is calling you. This morning, whether you are poor, whether you are educated, whether you are depressed, whatever has happened to you, I am here to inform you. Look at my hand. Look at my hand. Jesus is calling you. And what is he calling you to do? He's calling you to heal your broken heart. To heal your sins, your sinful life. To heal your addiction. Some of you sitting here, you are addicted to girls. Addicted to fornication. Addicted to pornography. Addicted to alcohol. But this morning I came to tell you, rise up. Rise up. Jesus is calling you. What does he want to do? What does Jesus want from you? He doesn't want anything from you. He wants to heal you. He wants to touch your life. As you are seated, lift your two hands and ask the Lord to touch you. Tell him, as you are seated, don't stand up, just sit down. And tell the Lord, Father, touch my heart. My life. My life. Touch me. Touch my life. Ask the Lord to touch you. Touch my life. Touch my life. Touch my life. My mind. Some of you, it's your finances. Some of you, it's your marriage. Some of you, it is your, it's your child, your son, your daughter. I don't know. I don't know what is your education. Touch my life. Jesus Christ, touch my life. Touch my life. He wants to heal you. Ask him to heal you now. Heal every area of my life. Heal me. My mind, my eye, my leg, my body. Heal my marriage. Heal me, Lord. Mazule katalabaya. Sheminian kondele bazandele bakayada. Father, we thank you. Heal me. Yes. And number four, I end. Look at your book. Take your book. Come. Jesus is inviting you to come because he loves you. And when you are loved, it is when you are loved that you are invited to come. Are you aware that there are parties nobody invites you? You only hear about it. Ah, Master had a party. Yes, he had a party. Ah, but why was I not invited? Because <laughs> you are not among the top ten. That is why our love does not depend on what a man has for us or what a boy cannot do but Jesus, as for Jesus he says, come I love you 
John 3 16 For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He gave that whosoever believeth in him should not perish. When someone says, come, from today, listen, 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 let me tell you. The Lord is speaking to me to tell someone here. From today, not yesterday, not how you were behaving last week. From today, when someone is doing something and the person invites you, you should know that something great is happening to you. If somebody is going, oh, wisdom, come, come, Charlie, come. How? Just wisdom, please go and sit down. Sit down. Oh, remember wisdom, come, come, come. That's life. Beautiful. Do you realize that you were sitting with somebody? And you were called. I didn't give you money. I didn't give you a car. But I gave you something that someone did not experience. So when I call you, just the call should make you feel that I love you very much. And it should help you to know and to be confident that no matter what happens to you, the person who called you loves you. If you are here today, you can sit down. This morning in this service... For you to be here, it means that God loves you. When he says come, it means he loves you. When you are not loved, in this book, Bishop tells a story. He says he spoke to a lady, the wife of a king. Who had many wives teenage wives not teenage young wives and some of the wives were like grandmothers so, so when he asked him why at this age you have got such older women he said oh the old women are my wives because I inherited them from the previous king but he himself had about 16 at that time and then there were about 30 old ones and all of them were about 50 something but he was talking to one lady one of them and he asked the lady do you think your husband loves you among all the many wives and she said yes he loves me and he asked her how do you know that he loves you. And the woman's answer was one. I thought she was going to say, he gives me a lot of money. Or he has bought a four-wheel drive when all the other wives are driving saloon cars. But her answer was one. She said, because I am the one he calls most often. Among the many wives, he's always calling me. He's always asking me to come. 
Because if you are not, even if you are a wife and you are not called, you don't come. Is this type of one-on-one, one-man, one-wife <laughs> that the wife can come to the bedroom anytime? But if you are among twenty, the man is in his room. You remember Esther? Esther, when Mordecai said he should go, he said, "No, I can't go. I'm his wife, but I can't go." He must stretch forth his scepter and invite me. So those of you with one husband, you can go to the bedroom anytime you just come. Know that something great is happening to you. <laughs> yes. Congratulate your husband. Go and I'm preaching. What do you think I'm doing? I'm supporting you. Go and say Say it to her. Go and hug him. Uh, say thank you. For choosing only me. Yes. You are welcome. The ground, uh, the ground is not good. As I said, go on your knees and thank him. Because you could have been one out of 20. And you see him once in two years. Because there will be younger ones. How old are you now? Yes. It says that you are a very nice girl. You are not a young girl. You are, you are just beautiful. But can you imagine if he has a 36-year-old wife? 28. I mean, when she's walking, the way she will shake her thighs. And she, you, 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 you. <laughs> but he chose only you. Hug him again. Tell him that this evening Tell him this evening You will run to your mother Tell him that you will run to your mother Yes, sit down Now, you see We here Won't understand this point That's why but the people in polygamous societies don't understand that you can be there but nobody calls you because they have found a newer, sexier one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> don't let me come close to you. Yes. But thank God that out of seven billion, a man with 20 wives, oh, he doesn't call all of them. But you, are one out of seven billion people. Still, Jesus saw you clearly enough and mentioned your name and said, Kwame, come to me. This morning, I want us to clap our hands and thank God for calling us. You are not one out of twenty. You are not one out of hundred. Even in your city, even in your town but God by his mercy saw you like Zacchaeus there were so many people but he looked up and said Zacchaeus come down clap your hands and appreciate God and today he's sending you he's saying to you you also when you go find someone and tell the person come because he loves you Stand to your feet. Keep clapping your hands.
Stand to your feet. Keep clapping your hands. Keep clapping your hands. Close your eyes. This morning, as we prepare to leave the service, wherever you are, every eye closed, every head bowed. If you are here, Jesus is saying to you, come. If you are here, you are not born again. You don't know Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior. I don't know who you are. But you have never surrendered your life to Jesus Christ. Wherever you are this morning, I want to pray for you. I want to, I want to, I want to lead you to Christ. To experience the love that heals. The love that blesses. The love that completes our lives. No movement. As every head is bowed and every eye is closed. If you are here, everybody close your eyes. You want to say, Pastor, pray for me. I want to give my life to Christ. If you are here like that, lift your hand. I want to pray for you now. Yes, I see your hand. I see your hand. You want to be born again. Lift your hand. I want to pray for you. I see your hand. 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 Lift your hand. I want to pray for you right now. Lift your hand. I want to pray for you right now. Yes. Lift your hand. And if your hand is lifted up, wherever you are, come to me now with your hand up. receive Christ and remain in Christ for the rest of your life. I don't know who you are but I'm about to pray with them. If you are here like that you want to join them, come to me now. I'm going to pray for you now. Come. You can stand there. No, just, just remain there. Yes. Just remain there. It's okay. You leave there. Somebody in the congregation 
I'm waiting for you to come. Yes. Then close your eyes. Close your eyes. Lift your two hands. And say after me. Please come. Quickly come. Keep clapping for them. They are coming. Lift your two hands. And say, keep coming, keep coming. Close your eyes now. Say, Heavenly Father, those in front, everybody in front with your two hands up, say after me, Heavenly Father, today, I realize I am a sinner. I've come to you to say, I repent. I'm sorry. Please wash my sins. Please wash my sins. Please cleanse me and make me your child. Today, I declare, I am born again. My old life has passed away. I am now a child of God. I belong to Jesus. I'm not going back to the world. I belong to the Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for my great salvation. I thank you, Lord, for my great salvation. I am born again. I'm not going back to the world. I'm staying in the church with born-again friends, with a new life, in Jesus' name, I'm born again. I'm a child of God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Beautiful. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We believe that you have been truly blessed. You can send a mail to Bishop Edwin Ogo at bishopedwinogo at gmail.com. Introduce this podcast to a friend, keep listening, and keep living passionately for God.